Hello, hello, hello. What a blessing and honor for each of you to join us on this special day for the Hour of Excellence. The theme is, it's about our children, our outstanding dignitaries who are destined for greatness. Let's continue to love and pray for our children because they are truly someone special. Please enjoy today's presentation. Father's Day is typically celebrated on the third Sunday in June. However, the specific date may vary depending on the country. Father's Day is a special day dedicated to honoring and appreciating fathers and father figures for their contributions to the family and society. It's a time to express gratitude, love, and respect towards fathers and acknowledge their role in our lives. Everybody get up, celebrate a very special day, Father's Day. Clap your hands, clap your hands, happy Father's Day. Shake your hips, shake your hips, happy Father's Day. Do a dance, do a dance, happy Father's Day. Raise a roof, raise a roof, happy Father's Day. Happy, happy, happy Father's Day. Shake your hips, shake your hips, happy 
dance, do a dance. Happy Father's Day. Raise a roof, raise a roof. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We love you. celebration of Father's Day can be traced back to the early 20th century. The idea was inspired by Mother's Day, which had gained popularity. Sonora Smart Dodd is often credited with the establishment of Father's Day. She wanted to honor her father, who had raised her and her siblings alone after their mother's death. In 1910, the first Father's Day was celebrated in Spokane, Washington, and eventually gained national recognition in the United States. There are various gift ideas to show appreciation to fathers on Father's Day. Some popular choices include personalized items like engraved watches or photo frames, gadgets or tools related to their interests or hobbies, books, clothing, or accessories, tickets to a sports event or concert, or simply spending quality time together doing activities that they enjoy. A Father's Day Poem Daddy, Daddy, I love you. Thank you for all you do. You are brave and strong, and we laugh all night long. You're the peanut to my butter. And I wouldn't want another. Daddy, I just want to say Happy Father's Day. My daddy is so special. He's brave and strong and smart. That is why I love him so with all my little heart. Happy Father's Day. In addition to giving gifts, there are numerous ways to celebrate Father's Day. You can plan a special family gathering or barbecue, prepare a delicious meal for your father, 
write him a heartfelt letter expressing your love and appreciation. Create a homemade gift or card. Organize a day trip or outing to his favorite place or participate in activities that he enjoys. Ultimately, the key is to spend time with your father and make him feel loved and valued. Father's Day 
I've got something special for Father's Day To thank you for the love that you give me every day It's just a little heart, but it says all I can say And it's just for you on Father's Day It's just for you on Father's Day Happy Father's Day, Dad! Now, let's enjoy some Father's Day stories. The first story is The Night Before Father's Day by Natasha Wing. Twas the night before Father's Day, and while Dad rode his bike, we raced to the garage, Mom, me, and Mike. We tossed tons of junk, Mom picked up stray nails. We stacked towers of paint cans and white plastic pails. On hooks, we hung cords, hoses, and wires. Mom put away ladders and bicycle tires. We swept out the cobwebs and scrubbed up oil spills. Set up dad's hammers, screwdrivers, and drills. After washing the car, we polished it up. Then inside, we left Dad a new to-go coffee cup. Mom eyed the dipstick. Yep, it's a quarter low. So she poured in more oil. Now it's ready to go. Exhausted, we nested all snuggled in our beds while visions of Father's Day danced in our heads. The next morning, we left Dad sleep in extra late. Then served him bacon and eggs on a he-man-sized plate. Happy Father's Day! We shouted and gave him our card. He laughed when he read it, so did Mom just as hard. Now get ready, Dad! For the biggest surprise. They're right, said Mom. You won't believe your eyes. We blindfolded Dad and led him outside. Look what we did, we said, beaming with pride. When what to his wandering eyes should appear but a man's dream garage, Dad smiled ear to ear. His tools also handy, his workbench so clean. It was the neatest garage that he'd ever seen. Guess what, Dad? I said, there's still one more treat. Right on cue, Mom backed his car out onto the street. Wow, Dad exclaimed. Look at that shine. Who'd ever guess that this car's really mine? Hop in, he said. So we all piled inside. We're going for a long Sunday ride. Dad honked the horn twice as we all drove away. Thank you, he said. For the best Father's Day. The end.
Father's Day Blessings by Mike Bernstein. It was early June, and all over Bear Country, June things were happening. The flowers were bursting into bloom. Birds were singing in the trees while building their nests. Butterflies danced around Mama Bear's head as she worked in her garden. And not far off, another June thing was happening. Brother, sister, and honey were making Father's Day plans. What should we do this year? wondered sister. It was hard coming up with something new and different each year. Papa could take us out to the movies, said brother. There's a cool new Space Grizzlies movie coming out. I don't really like Space Grizzlies, said sister. Maybe we should just invite Papa to a nice tea party with my Barbie dolls. Blocks, said Honey. Papa can help build with blocks. Honey was really into blocks lately. Mama couldn't help overhearing. You know, she said over her shoulder, those don't really sound like plans for Papa. They sound more like plans for you, cubs. But Papa loves to do things with us, protested brother. True, said Mama. But on his own special day, maybe you should plan something just for him. Like what? asked sister. Mama had a suggestion. Grizzly Grand and I overheard Papa and Gramps saying they'd like to go on a fishing trip together, said Mama. Why don't we take them up to Silver Lake for the day? While they're off fishing, we'll prepare a nice Father's Day picnic for them. That sounds like fun, said Brother. But then he remembered it wasn't supposed to be for him. Is it okay for us to have fun too? Of course, sweetie, said Mama giving him a hug. And we can help, said sister. We'll make goodie bags for Papa and Gramps to snack on while they're fishing. Nice touch, said Mama. When Father's Day dawned, it wasn't even dawn yet. It was dark. Rise and shine, you young'uns, said Gramps rousting the cubs out of bed. The early bird gets the worm and the early bear catches the fish. Wh what time is it? <sighs> Yawned sister. 4 a.m., said Gramps. Why do fish get up so early? Wondered brother sleepily. The cubs staggered into the kitchen where Mama and Gran were packing the picnic. Papa was getting fishing gear ready.
the cubs noticed how happy he looked. It made them feel better about having to get up so early. They were soon bundled into the car and on their way to Silver Lake with a rowboat towing behind. As they drove through the quiet countryside, the sky started to lighten and the sun rose in a great glow of pink and gold. It was very beautiful. The cubs were glad they were up and about to see it. When they arrived at the lake, Gramps and Papa got the boat into the water while Grandmama and the cubs got the cooking things ready. They waved goodbye, bye-bye, as the two dads rolled out on the lake. Good luck, called Mama and Gran. Catch lots of fish, called the cubs. Gramps and Papa just smiled. Out on the lake, the two fisher bears dropped their lines in the water and let the boat drift. As they munched on the snacks the cubs had packed, they leaned back, closed their eyes, and let out a great peaceful sigh. <sighs> ah, they said. A little breeze ruffled the surface of the lake. A kingfisher flashed by in a gleam of blue. A little way off, a fish jumped. Plop! You know, said Gramps, at times like these, I'm just thankful to be alive in God's beautiful world. This is a wonderful Father's Day for us. But we should always remember that we have a Father in Heaven too. Yes, agreed Papa. It reminds me of the old hymn. And he began to sing. This is my Father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings. And round me rings the music of the spears. Gramps joined in with Papa. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hands the wonders wrought. The sound of their singing drifted over the water. What on earth? wondered Gran. They're singing, said the cubs amazed. Mama smiled. It sounds like they're having a nice Father's Day. They don't seem to be doing much fishing, said Gran. Oh, I don't know said Mama, looking out over the beautiful lake. There are different kinds of fishing. You've heard about fishing for souls. Maybe that's what's going on out there. Sure enough, when Gramps and Papa got back, they had nary a fish between them. But they had something else, a feeling of peace deep down inside. 
And another thing they had deep down inside were empty tummies. They were as hungry as two papa bears. Did I hear somebody say something about a picnic? Asked Gramps. And after saying grace, a fine Father's Day feast was had by all. The end. Today is Father's Day. Rough, rough. I'm Otto. It's almost summer, I barked. <coughs> I love summer, said Dennis. We get to take a break from school and have fun. I replied, I love being home and playing at your father's desk. That reminds me, said Dennis. It's Father's Day. Your dad is the best, I responded. I'm so glad we have a day where we can appreciate him. Me too. 
One day I hope to be just like him and be a really good man and good father, explained Dennis. I responded, maybe we can learn from some of history's great fathers. Let's journey through time on this ship in a bottle. Let's go, yelled Dennis. Zoom! We traveled in our ship to a time so long ago. An old man named Abraham saw us and yelled, Hello! He was taking his son Isaac out to play. I barked, We're here to learn about Father's Day. For many years, said Abraham, I dreamed of having a son. But by age 99, I thought I'd never have one. I barked. It sounds like you might have been too old by then, Dennis added. You must have been sad that your dream might end. Yes, responded Abraham. But one day everything changed. God spoke to me and my entire life was rearranged. I asked, what did God say when he spoke to you? Abraham answered, that I'd father a nation and he'd give me land too. He continued, God promised that my wife Sarah and I would have a child. But when Sarah heard this, she chuckled and smiled. By then, Dennis asked, wasn't she 90 years old? Yes, Abraham replied, but my faith in God remained bold. He continued, God can accomplish anything he wants to do. I barked, <coughs> all of his promises for your life came true? Follow God, declared Abraham, and he will be on your side. I barked. <gasps> of all of his blessings, Isaac is your joy and your pride. How can I be a good father? Dennis asked with a nod. Abraham explained, teach your children the ways of God. We zoomed far ahead to 1945. It was a very anxious time to be alive. We were in the Pacific during the Second World War. Just then, we saw a large ship cruising by the shore. Dennis said, It's amazing that such a big ship stays afloat. I barked, <gasps> Wait, I think I see your father on that boat. My dad looks so young, Dennis insisted. I said, this must be your dad before you existed. We saw Max Prager hard at work just then. He was gathering food and supplies and taking care of his men. Mr. Prager, I asked. Why are you working so hard? He answered, For God, country, and family, we must always be on guard. He continued, To be with my family right now would be nice, but to protect them, I observed, 
you're here making a great sacrifice. My country, he added, is under attack. I became an officer in the Navy so I could fight back. I asked, doesn't this war ever make you afraid? Yes, he replied, but when my family and country are threatened, I come to their aid. I barked, you are doing your part to defend our great nation. He responded, yes, so we can preserve freedom for the next generation. Thank you for your service. Dennis said as we zoomed, we went forward a few years back to Dennis's room. When we arrived home, we were so glad. Downstairs, we joined Dennis's mom and dad. Dad, said Dennis, I'm so grateful for you. You work hard to provide for us and for Otto, too. I barked. <gasps> you fought hard in the war so we could be free, Dennis said. Meeting you as a young sailor was quite a thing to see. Dennis added, you teach me to never give up on my goals. And when I get hungry, I bark. <gasps> you always fill up my bowls. Dennis continued, when I have a question about life or the solar system, you share with me your hard-won knowledge and wisdom. Hilda Prager said, you take us on wonderful trips abroad, and like our forefather Abraham, you teach us the ways of God. Whether it's work or sports, Dennis noted, or just how to shave, you teach me how a man should behave. I barked. <gasps> Father's Day gives us all a chance to dwell on all the ways that you lead our family so well. We all greeted Max Prager. Happy Father's Day! He smiled and responded. I don't know what to say. Then added, as Abraham loved his wife and his boy, you, my family, are my greatest joy. That was my favorite adventure yet, I barked. <gasps> you say that every time, Otto. Well, I never thought I'd see your dad when he was younger. He's done so much for us, even years before you were born. Abraham was a great father, and so is my dad. Our family is lucky to have him, I barked. <gasps> he provides for us, teaches us, and leads us so well. You're right, Otto. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Rough, rough. The end. Thank you for listening. Hi, friends. It's Juneteenth. Come on, let's celebrate. Get up and dance.
The History of Juneteenth On January 1, 1863, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation declaring that all persons held as slaves in the Confederacy shall be free. While this may have freed some enslaved people on paper, the reality was much more complicated. For instance, the Emancipation Proclamation only freed those slaves held under the Confederacy, not to border states law to the Union, including Kentucky, West Virginia, and Delaware, where slavery was still legal after the Emancipation Proclamation. In fact, slavery was still legal in Kentucky until December 1865 when the 13th Amendment was passed, though Kentucky voted against ratifying the amendment. Confederate states and slaveholders also resisted emancipation and many people remained enslaved in Confederate states after the proclamation. On June 19, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger of the Union issued an order in Galveston, Texas, alerting all enslaved persons that they were legally free. At this point in 1865, Texas was the westernmost state in America and one of the last Confederate states to be occupied by the Union. Many slaveholders fled Union advances in other parts of the South to Texas, along with the people they enslaved. While it took some time for the logistics of freeing enslaved people to come into effect, the importance of June 19th or Juneteenth lived on. Considering how complicated emancipation was, many dates were considered for holding celebrations of emancipation. But over 150 years later, June 19th remains. What originally was a holiday mainly observed by Texans has grown to be recognized all over the country. Each year on Juneteenth, communities all around the United States gather and celebrate and reflect on the history of slavery and the struggle for civil rights and equality in the United States, including the work that still remains after conditional advances such as the Emancipation Proclamation. Dear Nat and Moby, can you tell us about Juneteenth from Miss Safford's class? Sure, Juneteenth is short for June 19th. On that date in 1865, enslaved people in Galveston Bay, Texas learned they were free. 2,000 Union troops showed up with the news. The Civil War was over, and so was slavery in the South. 
The news had taken a while to reach Texas, the westernmost state in the Confederacy. Juneteenth celebrates that day, when the last enslaved people in the South were set free. The Emancipation Proclamation had made it official. That was an executive order issued by Abraham Lincoln in the middle of the Civil War. It said that all enslaved people in the states, in rebellion against the United States, shall be then, thenceforward, and forever free. Meaning, it applied to the Confederate states, but not to the slave states that stayed in the Union. That's because Lincoln wanted to keep his allies in those states happy. Slavery continued there for months after the Civil War ended. The 13th Amendment outlawed it across the land in December 1865, a half year after Juneteenth. Well, the Emancipation Proclamation was still a big step forward. For one thing, it allowed black men to enlist in the Union military. Nearly 200,000 black troops went on to fight for the freedom of their brothers and sisters. But more importantly, it placed the Union squarely on the side of freedom, which meant enslaved people could escape across Union lines, and half a million of them did. Every Union victory brought an expansion of freedom. In each area of the Confederacy it conquered, enslaved people were freed. But as Union troops advanced, lots of slaveholders took their operations west. Many found refuge in a place far from the fighting, Texas. Until Major General Gordon Granger came to Galveston on Juneteenth. Standing on the balcony of the Confederate headquarters, he read from General Order Number 3. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. Newly freed people danced, cried, sang, and started to make plans. Word spread quickly across Texas. Seven-year-old Molly Harrell was enslaved on a plantation over 200 miles north of Galveston. She said, me and my mother left right off. We all walked down the road singing and shouting. If only it were that easy. Many white Southerners refused to accept black people as their equals. The most hateful began a campaign of terror, attacking and killing black people across the South. Defying these threats, black Texans observed the first anniversary of Juneteenth. Back then, it was also called Emancipation Day or Jubilee Day. They sang spirituals, ate barbecue, played games, and recited the Emancipation Proclamation even though the threat of violence was always there. The country passed several constitutional amendments to protect the rights of black Americans. But down south, state and local authorities refused to obey these laws. Instead, they did everything they could to make black people second-class citizens. First, black southerners were prevented from voting, so they had no influence in government. Then, laws were passed to bar black people from participating in everyday life. They couldn't eat with white people, go to the same schools, or use the same water fountains. Black citizens had to live in separate neighborhoods and could only hold lower-paying jobs. And 
They had to treat white people like they were superior. Try to fight it, and you risk jail time, violence, and even death. This policy of segregation or separation lasted for a hundred years. Still, Juneteenth persevered. Celebrating became an act of resistance and a show of strength, and black communities got creative about making celebrations possible. Because of segregation, many public parks were off limits to black Texans. So they sometimes pooled funds to purchase their own land. In Houston, in 1872, ministers raised money to buy 10 acres, creating Emancipation Park. It became a safe place to gather on Juneteenth for decades. Smaller celebrations were held in people's homes and in churches too. Juneteenth slowly spread through the country beginning in the 1910s. That was the start of the Great Migration, when millions of Black Southerners sought a better life in the North. As people from Texas joined the migration, the holiday went with them. Then, during the 1950s and 60s, Juneteenth got even bigger. Black people connected their fight for equal rights to the fight to end slavery. Juneteenth embodied all of the pain and triumph of their shared history. Celebrations now featured parades and fireworks, street fairs and rodeos, and presentations about black heritage. Red food and red drinks symbolized the blood of the enslaved and their resilience and bondage. And in 1980, Texas declared Juneteenth a state holiday. One by one, other states recognized it as a holiday or day of observance too. Then in 2021, Congress declared it a federal holiday. That's when government workers get a paid day off and most everyone else does too, like we have for Independence Day. In fact, some people think of Juneteenth as America's second Independence Day. Cause the 4th of July only commemorates when white Americans gained independence, while Juneteenth is about when all Americans became free. Making it a federal holiday may not seem like such a big deal, but what a country chooses to honor and celebrate speaks to its core values. And freedom and equality for everyone are values I think we can all get behind. It's time for a quiz. Number one, what happened on June 19th, 1865? What happened on June 19th, 1865? Enslaved people in Galveston, Texas learned they were free. Number two, in the months following the Civil War, slavery was still legal in South Carolina, Delaware, Texas, or Georgia. In the months following the Civil War, slavery was still legal in South Carolina, Delaware, Texas, or Georgia. Delaware. Number three. With the Emancipation Proclamation, 
the union took an official stance on slavery, segregation, discrimination, or military power. Again, with the Emancipation Proclamation, the Union took an official stance on slavery, segregation, discrimination, or military power. The answer is slavery. Number four, who announced that slavery was over in Galveston, Texas? Was it Ulysses S. Grant, Gordon Granger, President Abraham Lincoln, or Glennies Presley? Again, who announced that slavery was over in Galveston, Texas? Ulysses S. Grant, Gordon Granger, President Abraham Lincoln, or Glennie's Presley. General Gordon Granger is the answer. Last question, number five. The earliest celebrations of Juneteenth included reciting the Emancipation Proclamation, playing baseball and other games, singing spirituals, or all of the above. The earliest celebrations of Juneteenth included reciting the Emancipation Proclamation, playing baseball and other games, singing spirituals, or all of the above. The answer is all of the above. Let's listen to Juneteenth for Maisie by Floyd Cooper. Maisie wants to play outside, but it is too late. It's getting dark, Maisie. It's time to stay inside. Maisie wants a cookie, but it is time for bed. Not now, little one. It's too close to bedtime. Maisie wants to stay up late. But she is too little. Bedtime is the rule, sweet girl. Why so grumpy, sugar bear? Asks Dad. I can't go where I want, have what I want, or do what I want, answers Maisie. Well, tomorrow you can have a celebration, says Dad. What are we celebrating? Asks Maisie. We will celebrate the day your great-great-great-grandpa Mose crossed into Liberty. The day will be celebrated by us and many more families on the day we call Juneteenth. Dad lifts Maisie into his arms. I bet you're tired of hearing no all the time. Well, great-great-great-grandpa Mose heard no even more. Grandpa Mose worked in fields that stretched all the way to sunset. He and the other enslaved people would be bone-tired, but they had to keep going. Their enslavers wouldn't let them quit, but as they worked, they thought about freedom. And before they finally went to sleep at night, they prayed about freedom and made plans for change and a better future. 
Some slaves ran north to freedom, following a bright star in the sky. They sweat, they bled, and they cried till those cries were quieted by a single proclamation from a brave president. Grandpa Mose heard that proclamation, read from the balcony of the hotel on that warm June day in Galveston, Texas. Grandpa Mose heard nothing but cheers, saw nothing but happiness, and felt nothing but pride shared by all those around him. The cheers became dancing, the dancing became celebrating. It went on and on into the night. Grandpa Mose and the others had found freedom. They continued to work, but this time they were paid for their hard work. So they worked, and they saved, and they never forgot the moment they heard, the moment that changed their lives forever. But things weren't perfect. Black people still struggled to stand shoulder to shoulder with white people. They still weren't treated as equals. It wasn't easy, but they never gave up. And every year on Juneteenth, they remembered. They marched for jobs. They lobbied for schools and the right to vote. They shouted for opportunity. And every year on Juneteenth, they celebrated and remembered. They learned and they grew. They forgave. They excelled and achieved. They became heroes. Now, sweet Maisie, it's your turn to celebrate just like great-great-great-grandpa Mose. It's your turn, Maisie, to eat some barbecue and drink some strawberry pop. It's your turn to celebrate and to remember. Thank you for listening. In the words of Mrs. Bernice Presley, be blessed. <laughs>